drink whiskey and I'm older than all of you. Reclaimed Audio. Upcycling and making with reclaimed materials. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode number 22 for April 6th, 2016. I'd like to take a second to just mention our top Patreon supporters. They are Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DiResta, Luis Gonzalez, Trustin Timber, Sean Petty. Thank you all. We greatly appreciate the the support. Uh, How are you guys doing this week, by the way? I, I'm doing really, really super well. I actually have a good outlook on life, and I, I'm spending time with my two favorite people in the whole world, plus special guests, plus special guests. Just look for that. <laughs> yeah, the Sway children. Yeah, that's that's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm doing great. I'm a little a little tired, a little um, road road worn, but happy to be here. And uh, it's nice to see you guys again, or talk talk to you guys again. I guess. Yeah. What What do you mean, Tim? Why? What? What? Where did you go? What's going on? What happened? Well, I just got back from the woodworking Atlanta show in Atlanta, which is <laughs> that's where they're having the woodworking Atlanta show this year. I, I thought it was strange too. Nice coincidence, <laughs> but uh, but um, uh, actually, uh, some people may not know that I was there, but everybody knows that Vance Maker was there. So, but I was I was there with him. Vance and I just got back from the woodworking show in Atlanta. Do you guys have any questions for Vance? I, I do. Okay, I, Bill has a question. So, Vance, I know you met a lot of really cool people, and you guys posted a lot of really cool pictures and stuff, but what was one of your favorite pictures and peoples that you met that were there that's not your dad because your dad doesn't count? He counts, but he doesn't count with this question. So who was your, what was your favorite person or, or thing or thing that happened? I didn't have one. Come on, bud. You should no, no, for serious. They were all as good as possible. <laughs> they were all as good as possible? That's very political yeah. of you to not call they someone out. They were controlled possible at, at the highest. So what was one thing that stands out for you? What's one thing that you remember that you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing? Hmm, the waterfall. Wait, no, making the pen. Oh, that's right. <gasps> you made a pen? Yeah, it, is, it has limes in it to help me keep my breath. That's cool. That's way cool. I have never made a pen before. Maybe one of these days you can show me how. Yeah, well, uh, Vance. Where? Uh, just, I just asked you to sit up so they could hear you. Um, Vance had uh... a... <laughs> Vance, yeah, there was a there was some uh, lathe set up, and there were some guys that were teaching kids and, and adults how to turn pens. Yeah, so Vance got to turn a pen, which he really enjoyed, and he enjoyed it so much that um, I blew up. We that we bought a bunch of pen kits so we can turn some more. And also, I wanted to point out that um, uh, Garage Guy Pens, I think was his name, is mailing a, a, a pen mandrel to me because in last week's episode I mentioned how I didn't have one. Uh, so it seems that pen making is in our future. Yeah, so that's coming. I haven't gotten to my, my mailbox yet because we just got back, but I'm excited to see that and set it up so we can have Vance start his own line of pens. Bill had asked um, what your favorite thing was, and you said pens. Do you, can you think of anything else we could make on a lathe? Ornaments, tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. Chair legs. Oh, chair mm. legs. That's a good one, yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to tell them about the carving? The, the soap carving? Oh. Tell them about that. I carved a piece of soap into a fish, and I just finished it at home today. Whoa! Yeah, it was. Um, there were some some like kind of you know hand carving guys that were, uh, and and they this one guy sat down with Vance for like <laughs> sat down with Vance for like twenty minutes and just showed him like some of the basics of whittling and carving. And he gave him a block of ivory soap and a a popsicle stick that was kind of cut into the shape of a knife and Vance carved this whole thing out. And I got a solid 75. I think he got more wow. than a 75. I give it like a 95. Really? Yeah. I thought it was a solid 75. Okay. Tough critic. <clears throat> Tough hey. crowd. As you always say, tough crowd. 
You guys may not remember, but popsicle sticks are one of my favorite tools. Yes, <laughs> I knew that. He loves popsicle sticks. I think it's because he likes popsicles. Um, do you remember some of the people you met? Steve Carmichael, Andy Berkey. We did wrestling. Oh, that's right. You you were wrestling in slow motion fighting with Andy Berkey. Who won? That's the important thing. Who won? You or Andy? I think it was a tie. A tie. You are a very politically correct young man. I'm yeah. very impressed. Political favors. <laughs> well, what'd you say, Phil? I said, I want him running for office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we also had Political some... Political favors. We... <laughs> I don't know why he keeps saying What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. He just, he's been saying it all weekend. It means like a, a lot of good favors that you'll like. Well, there you have it. Critical favors. All right, buddy. Um, you got anything else you want to say before we end this segment of the show? You know what else I want to say? What? Political favors. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be there, but I did uh, represent us on the Maritime Show where we did like a live uh, check-in at the Atlanta Show with Chris Cute, Sterling Davis, Izzy Swan popped in, um, quite a few other people. Uh, it, th- that was kind of fun. Vance and I wanted to make that, but the, we were there while he was setting up. But uh, you know, we got up at like 4.30 in the morning that day to catch a 6 a.m. flight. And, uh, and Vance was just worn out. He just could not stop. Oh, yeah. It, it was, it was kind of late, and it was definitely more of a PG-13 type uh, broadcast because it was at the end of the show or at the end of the evening, and everybody was, had a few libations. Yeah. And uh, So, yeah, it was, it was fun, but probably uh, better that Vance got to meet everybody during the day, so to speak. <laughs> very true. Very true. Sweet. So um, what's everybody working on? Bill, are you allowed to touch sharp things yet? No, but the good thing is is that uh, – no, there's nothing good about that. Not yet. I am still cleaning out and organizing my garage and my side yard and everything. I'm really taking um, an inventory about what I can really keep and use uh, as far as all the silly things I've just collected over the last year. Um finding new homes for some of it, uh, recycling some of it. So yeah, you know, it's, it's doing good. The, the organization process is really cool. And this is kind of exciting. Um, Tim Sway knows all about this. Phil Pinsky, I'm sure knows all about this. I know even Jimmy and David Welder know about this. And I knew about this when I was little, but somebody gave me a gift that I could build things with and not get potentially cut I have a Star Wars edition Lego set that I'm going to put together. <laughs> awesome. And I am so excited about this because I've been thinking about it. It's like, you know, I used to have so many Legos when I was a kid. And I hear you guys all talking about it. And still to this day, what a way to, to keep the creative juices flowing and blah, blah, blah. So I am so pumped, you guys. I've got this. And Casey's already she says, if you like it, we will start buying you with all the Legos you want. And I'm like, oh, I'm already know I'm going to like it. So it's good. <laughs> well, yeah, do the, the the kits are awesome. And they're like a lot of fun to do. But also just like after you do the kit, don't be afraid to take it apart and just make what you want with it. You know what I mean? That's the real oh, I will. And the, the first thing I want to buy is the uh, – I saw one of the stores has the classic – it's like a great big tub mm-hmm. of just Lego pieces. It's not a kit. It's just have at it, and I'm excited to get that too. So If you have a yeah, Lego store near you, which you probably do, you can go and just buy them by the pound and by the color. Like they have bins. You just grab a bag and you just fill them up and buy them. No yeah. way. No, it's like it's like buying donuts at like the donut shop. You just say, oh, I'll take two, <laughs> two glaze, a cherry top, you know, and – I'm not overreacting here. I did not know that. I thought I'd just go to Toys R Us. I mean, they're like, they're like, no, yeah, they're like 50 bucks a pound, but (laughs) they're very expensive. But, uh, but it's, you can, you can kind of, it's pretty cool. And then the 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 guys are cool too. The the peace of mind, I will save my wife and my doctors uh, by not taking a chance on like bleeding out is probably worth $50. (laughs) I'm guessing someone, someone made, I forget who, and I'm, uh, maybe I'll find it for the liner notes in time. I probably won't because we're pushing the envelope on this episode. But someone made a hand plane out of Legos. And you know what's funny is somebody told me that uh, just recently, and it might have been on the Maritime Show um, about the the hand plane video. Yeah. And they, then my response, my response was, you guys have to check out Tim Sway's video where he did 
two videos, and one of them was in stop motion of Lego. One of my favorite all-time videos ever in the world. <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt DeResta wrote, I wrote something about the latest video I did about the saws and, you know, something about it being dumb. And, and he wrote like, oh, none of your videos are ever done. I'm like, really? Are you sure you didn't see the Lego videos? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so good stuff. So yeah. that was me, boy. You just got to be Steve Miller when it comes to those things, Tim Sway. Take the money and run. You know what I mean? You just take <laughs> those compliments and you go with them. Oh, I was going to say fly like an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Abracadabra? I don't know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's the song. <laughs> what about, I mean, Tim, you were at the show, so I guess that's what you were working on, right? Yeah, I um, I, I did put up the, my kind of like April Fool's video about the sawhorses seahorse thing, which is sort of silly. Um, and I'm sure there's gotta be, if, if the video gets popular enough, I mean, I don't really have this, like, you know, that huge following of all these different like groups of people outside of like the upcycle world. But if it goes out into the saw nerd community, there's going to be, you know, it's going to be hell to pay. I'm sure. Um, like the hand tool guys, you know, are not going to be happy with that video, but, but, uh, Hey, I could not give those saws away. So now, now they've, they've been upcycled. And, um, and yeah, then I was at the show and, uh, I've been, I have a couple of guitars I'm sort of working on right now, but I don't know if they're ever going to actually happen or not. We'll see. You know, it's funny real quick though, Tim, about your, uh, your seahorse video. I noticed that I made one little comment and it turned into quite the, uh, uh, controversy there. Um, uh, I, I just said that I love you. I thought it was amazing. That is all. (laughs) Some guys like really Lutz. I figured you'd have a whole bunch of puns to use. And then from there, it just went off the rails. Between you you and that guy, there was just pun after pun after pun. And then I had to end it. The whole con. And that's what I love about this community too, is it's like you go out and it's like two weeks in a row. It's like, uh, I make a video about, you know, about like glue tips and there's like a hundred glue tips that are better than mine in the comments. You know, then I make a video about like puns and there's like a hundred puns better than my puns in the, in the comments below. And it's just so awesome. It just keeps like, it keeps it going. You know, I love that. I love all these like sharp minds just like dialing in and, and, you know, and just finding that hole that hasn't been filled yet. And, oh, there we go. There's another joke for that one, you know. And, Bill, you were great, man. You threw out some really good ones. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. How about you, Phil? I feel <laughs> yeah. good now, so I just got a uh, compliment. It's the last um, one for the day. <laughs> <laughs> we hit the quota. One. Yeah. As per contract. Yes. Um, for me, I actually have, a, you know, big news. Uh, part three of the Rubo Bench is out. I put out that video. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm uh, pretty excited about that. And um, I also picked up a bandsaw this weekend, which I'm really excited about. So I got, I got the chance to, uh, I've never played with a bandsaw before, but a quick little story on that. So I picked it up from this shop that was going out of business. I got a good deal on it. And, uh, and as he's loading into my car, where the tension screw is on the whatever to, to tension the uh, the bandsaw blade yep. normally would be like a I guess a screw with a handle and you would just twist it, but instead was just a big heavy duty like carriage bolt. So I'm like, well, what is this? He's like, oh, it, there's it's uh, it's a defective you know like the way they designed is a design flaw and uh, and I it didn't work so I took it off and I just got one of these and you just need to get a, a what's it called? a locking pliers and you got to turn it as hard as you can. Mm. So I'm like. Okay, and I took it home, whatever, and then I noticed that the the threaded rod that came with the original tension rod, like all the threads had been eaten away. Like this guy did something did something wrong. Anyway, so I took the whole thing apart. I recut the threads with uh, with some dies, and then I retapped the 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 bolt. I guess the the nut or whatever that goes with the the, the correct nut because it's not a regular nut. It's like a little square nut that holds. Anyways, it was the wrong size. I re cut it i re retapped it now it runs a beautifully so that was too really really fun but uh i cut my fingers pretty badly because because i didn't realize that you had to completely detention before you you replace the blades <laughs> anyway yeah, yeah it helps L- lesson learned yeah, lesson learned. yeah but, but good for you for putting that thing back on the road man that's uh that's a lot of a lot of engineering and skill and and uh yes, you know i'm impressed I, I would Thank also you. like to point out that Phil, uh, Phil, Phil threw it out there. If you guys missed it, um, Mr. Pinsky threw it out there. He's all, "Hey guys, any recommendations on a, a fence for my bandsaw?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a few of us, you know, was like, "Ha ha, just make your own, Phil." And of course, he's like, "You guys are dumb. 
I'm asking for some real help here. Quit screwing around. And then Izzy Swan shows up and says, no, Phil, really, just make your own. He's like, oh, Izzy, that's genius. Of course I should just make my own. <laughs> so I'm just saying, whatever. I was trying to be helpful. And well, what I, I don't understand – how, how is it that the guy that just like went and problem solved and restored this machine and like recut threads and stuff can't clamp a two by four to the to the deck of this thing? <laughs> I could, but I just wanted it to be cool looking. That's why. So I wanted to get like, what's the what's the fence system that Pachuto uses on his? Was it is it the Grizzly? Is it what comes with it? I, I think it's a two by four plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, like I said, the Craig system, but the, the, the response that Phil basically said was like, yeah, I want the really cool, good looking one, but I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's the two by four. Yeah, that's pretty much. Two by four and a can of spray paint. That's what you need. <laughs> okay, I'll get on that. Well, the, the truth is I paid like 175 bucks for the bandsaw and I don't want to pay $250 for a fence. No, it's, well, I mean, 99% of the time, all you need is a straight. If you're doing like all sorts of precision cuts where you need to move it a half inch every 10 seconds and stuff, then yeah, you need a moving fence. But most of the time yeah. you're going to clamp it down. You're going to check your measurements. You're going to check them twice. If you're a good woodworker, you're going to make the cut once and then you're going to be done. And that's all you need is a piece of wood and two clamps. You know. And by the way, Phil, Matt Duresta made a real quick bandsaw fence. It made a video oh, yeah. about it. Yeah, that was and a great was, video. Uh, it was pretty it was a pretty simple one, um, but it's it's pretty good. So and because you know the recommendation came from me, Tim, you may have to tell him the same thing I just said so he'll actually take it seriously. Yeah, the uh, the Matt the Matt Duresta video is totally worth uh checking out. Oh, I wasn't going to when Lute said it, but now that you've said it, that's great. Okay, cool. <laughs> or you could ask Izzy what he thinks. Oh, even better. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy, send me a uh, send me a message on Facebook. How do you, Izzy, how do you feel about Matt Teresa's bandsaw fence? <laughs> <laughs> We're undecided. <laughs> dun, 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 uh, <laughs> by the way, that was a highlight of, of my weekend too. Was getting to meet Izzy in person. Yeah, for sure. I look forward to it one day. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm hoping so. Um, we, we can. Just, just to keep dragging on this Atlanta thing, but kind of change directions a little bit. Is there any way I can get either one of you guys out to California for the Maker Fair, the big one? No, you got to do is pay for the ticket. <sighs> Simple are... as that, my man. <laughs> it's easy. All right. Casey says that she's um, not going to let me go. She's going, but I'm not allowed to go unless one of you two show up. So. Oh, well, then I guess, yeah, someone's got to just, you know, sell their truck and start saving gas so they can afford a ticket for, uh, for one, of, one of both of us. And I got to tell you, mine's going to be expensive. It's international. If I well, I'm not going to do it for you anyway. You're mean to me, uh, Tim. If I sent you a ticket, what? <laughs> I'm not mean. I'm honest. There's a difference. Oh, your honesty is killing me, Phil. Killing me. <laughs> if I could send you guys tickets, it would be an honor, seriously, to meet you both. It really would. But likewise, that's all right because um, Izzy's going to be here. Izzy. So. Oh, sorry. That was a bad pun. <laughs> I didn't mean it to be. He's probably never heard that one, so it's fine. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be fine. So anyway. Okay. This week's topic is called uh, Reply All because we've gotten a whole bunch of really, really great emails from our listeners. And, uh, it's, and you know, we interact privately with them. We all sort of chime in in these emails, but – some of them were really, really good, and we felt that they would bear, um, you know, discussing on the podcast. So there's three that we chose uh, from the like really the ton of emails that we've been getting, and we really, really appreciate it. So please continue to send us emails. But these three sort of stood out for us, so um, we're going to address them on this show, and, and that'll be our topic for the week. So, uh, Bill, who's the first one? Well, um, real quick, the, there's actually four, and the first one uh, is Brian Eagleski, and he basically his question was. Is the audio on Reclaimed Audio really reclaimed? And I just want to answer that real quick. Yes, Tim Sway reclaimed some music he wrote a long time ago to use it for the beginning. But the other three questions, um, we'll start with uh, Mr. Uh, Randy Brooks. If there was somebody amazing who could read out that email and then we can talk about it. What do you think? <laughs> okay, that's a good idea. We have, we have a guest reader uh, for our questions this week, and our guest reader is Madeline. And she's my stepdaughter, and she happens to be unlucky enough to be working next to me in this room right now while we do this podcast. So Maddie's going to read our our listener uh, questions. So here we go. Randy Brooks. 
I drove by a broken ceiling fan on my way to work this morning. I was listening to your podcast and was wondering what I could make with it after I pick it up on my way home. Then it occurred to me that could be a show topic. What could I make with blank? Or even a segment of the show, Reclaimed Wrap-Up, to offer an idea of one use for common roadside finds. Maybe one idea per week. Okay. Uh, hey, thanks, man. That's uh, really something we've been thinking about trying to figure out how to incorporate doing a, uh, much like our imagination episode uh, that we did a while back, uh, a sort of weekly sort of segment of our show like that. Um, so that's something we, we do plan on having as part of our show coming up in the future. We're just not quite sure exactly how we want to do it yet. Now, as far as to answer your question for the ceiling fan, um, we we all kind of wrote back some answers. I'm trying to think of something different off the cuff right now that uh, I didn't write back to you already. I think I wrote back about using the motor uh, because it's basically a spinning motor. So kind of like Izzy, not that we're dedicating the show to Izzy, but kind of like how Izzy can take a cordless drill and make anything out of it. I kind of think like any, that typical type of electric motor that spins, you could almost make anything out of. Right, guys? What do you think? Uh, there's something that I've been wanting to make, and I thought I could do it with the um, with this motor. What's, what do you think the horsepower is? Like one eighth? Yeah, it's yeah, probably it's, small. It's very, very small. Yeah. Okay. So what I want to do with it is I want to build a little camera dolly uh, that would run on four uh, inline skate wheels, like rollerblade wheels, and hooked up to a string, and then a really geared down speed from uh, from this motor. So now that I I have a bandsaw, I could cut some gears. Maybe with uh, Matthias's program there, Matthias's program, and then I could just really step it down and then have it sort of go up or down a track, probably up a track, right, or across mm. a track or whatever it is, and then I could create some really really cool shots for my videos. That's a great idea. Now I I had I had that is actually really cool. That's actually uh, purposeful and would make sense and it's useful. I on the other hand just had this crazy idea, and. I, I when 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 I read this from from Mr. Brooks, um, first thing that came to mind was you guys have seen episodes of Gilligan's Island where there's like they're inside a room and the ceiling fans are all run by belt and pulley and just one thing that turns it. So and I've been in some restaurants that actually do that. Wouldn't it be cool like to cool my shop even though it's not tall enough to even do this, but with having like five ceiling fans ran by that one motor and a super long belt and maybe the fan blades are even made out of palm trees that I could upcycle from my neighbor's fronds that end up in my yard anyway. That would be awesome because right? yeah, mm-hmm. it, it would be. <laughs> I mean, it would, yeah, that would save, be really cool. it would save energy. It would, it would keep me from putting fronds into the green bin and actually reusing them. And it would just be super neat, but I would have to stoop over to walk through my garage because the height is not, couldn't work so very well. Yeah, and I, could, I, 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 I could I sit think, Indian style on the floor and use my bandsaw and stuff. Mm, I think the electric motor would keep drawing current to try to power all those things and eventually just fry. But I love the idea of having like multiple. You might need a more powerful motor. So I'm going to assume that the motor in this fan is busted, which is why it's on the side of the road. So now you have the five blades that are left over, and maybe we could use those five blades and cut them into five strips each to make five smaller fans that we then scatter <laughs> around your shop and power with like a good half power, half horsepower motor. Well, I, I would say that the motor's not broken and it doesn't have to be very powerful by using the proper gearing. Just so you Yeah, know. that's true with the right gearing. Yeah, that would work. Of which I would have Phil help me with because he's got a bandsaw now. And, <laughs> and he just downloaded Matias's uh, files. Matias's file. And so I'm saying this could be a international project collaboration. I Love like it. it. I like it. And then and then the other thing I was the other thing I was thinking about is that the I mean, I know the ceiling fans that we have in our house are just sort of, you know, cheap run of the mill fans and the blades are made of uh, vinyl or something. And, uh, and they're very flexible. And so I thought very quickly of uh, David Welder's video where he took a Venetian blind and he turned into a bow and arrow, like a like a bow. Um, <laughs> did you ever see that? Yeah. Yes. It was, yeah, it was awesome. And I was thinking like the, a ceiling fan. like Trebuchet. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Something, you know, to use that material like into strips and, you know, together as flexible. Is, um, maybe is, even like a, a uh, slingshot or. 
Well, that's that trebuchet. You know what I'm talking about? It's like it's like the catapult thing. Yeah, uh, pumpkin chucking. Yeah, pumpkin yeah. chucking. Yeah. yeah, not yeah. not the medieval war machine I was thinking of, but pumpkin chunking works. That's okay. That's the same idea. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Siege they use them on that. Yeah. Siege yeah. engine. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I like this. Yeah. So um, we might want to get to the next one because I'm almost positive when we go from ceiling fan to siege engine, we might have run the course of this question. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay, what's the next one? <laughs> I will agree. All right. Well, the next next uh, email we got is from Mr. David Boardman. Take it away, Maddie. First, I love the podcast and all of your channels. When's the next video, Phil? So let's talk new lumber. Do you consider it reclaimed if the lumber used was sawn from reclaimed dead fallen trees from the forest floor? If not, what would that be called? All right. First off, Phil, when's the next video? Well, I believe he just answered that question at the beginning of the show, Tim. Were you not paying attention? (laughs) Nice guy. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It came out almost at the same time as that email. So you're actually off. You're off the hook for a week. Uh, actually, that question is really timely because I just put out part three of the Rubo Bench that came out last Thursday. And uh, guess what? I have another video in the works. So I'm really excited. I'm getting back into the swing of making videos. And I'm really, really excited about that. So uh, that answers that, sir. And the next part of the question was uh, what do I consider sawing up dead fallen tree? I consider that new lumber. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how the circumstances of the tree being felled actually changed the product as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you guys may or may not agree, but I, I consider that new lumber. Well, the, there is a, there is a term for that and it's, it's called naturally felled. And there's a distinction um, among, because if you take a tree that has fallen naturally, that's the course of nature. Uh, the tree is dead. It falls and you use stuff out of it versus cutting an, a living tree down and then milling it out. And now you're, you're killing something. Uh, so there is actually, there are people like, I take pride in the fact that most of the lumber that I use in my wood stove, the firewood is naturally felled. Um, I, or it's, you know, then the other thing is a lot of times is like suburban trees, you know, people planted around in my area, they planted these sugar maples. Um, uh, these Norway maples are called, you might have them up your way too, Phil. Uh, mm-hmm. And these things grow like weeds. And people plant it in their yards and they drop their, their seeds. The little helicopters come down. These things just grow everywhere. And so they end up having to be cut down because they become like dangerous to homes and stuff. So that's not naturally felled now. That's that's the other source of firewood that I use most of the time. Um, because it's like a, you know, it's a hazard to, to homes. You just, these trees get huge. Um, but, you know. They also, their roots also go and yeah, damage they're, uh, yeah, they're, the foundations of homes. Yep, and the and plumbing and, and sewers and stuff. Um, but but anyways, back to the question. The naturally fell thing is like the green way to go. There's actually a whole sect of people that sort of eat that way too. They only eat the food that actually falls off of the branch and stuff. Um, I, I forget what they're called. Crazy. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> Even I'll say that. <laughs> All right, we just lost that demographic. <laughs> <laughs> that dude but um but there there you know there's something to be said yeah <laughs> but there's something to be said for that of of you know if you want to really like leave a small footprint you use the footprint that's around you that's just happening naturally you know and, and it's it's a nice way to go i i love seeing that people using naturally felled lumber but does that change the definition of reclaimed because that's what he's asking about that's what i'm curious too no, it's 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 a different it's a new word it's a it's a new thing altogether. Reclaimed is if we cut a tree down, make something out of it, and then take that apart and use that wood again. I disagree. I disagree. And and you always disagree. I know, but there's a reason be- behind it. See, you two sound like Tim. First of all, that was eloquently said, and I get it. I really do. And Phil, you're, you're the professor, man. I always feel smarter when you're in the room. But this is my thinking. Since you guys, since you guys tried to to imbibe me with knowledge last time about the word reclaimed. I say it's reclaimed. You want to know why I say it's reclaimed? I'll tell you. Why? I'll tell you why. It's because technically that tree was first used for by Mother Earth to create oxygen, right? It was used for providing shade. It's a food source for its for the ecosphere it lives in. And then when that branch fell to the ground, it becomes mulch. It becomes, you know, I mean, then somebody picks it up and makes it something. There's so much reclaiming going on right there. It's reclaimed. It was used for one purpose. 
and then somebody picked it up and used it for another. That's that's reclaimed. I'm sorry, it's just reclaimed. You you'll both have to live with it. And I think well, but I'm, by that by that definition, everything is reclaimed then. Everything that because we're always interrupting the natural cycle of things by just existing. Every time we breathe in air and then breathe out carbon dioxide. That's we're, what we're I've taking... been trying to tell you. The reason I agreed to the name reclaimed audio is because we're all <laughs> reclaimed. It's all fun. This is like Mother Nature's I'm reclaimed. I'm thinking you yeah. might wish I could be reclaimed right now. <laughs> I got Izzy on speed dial now. We're, we're... <laughs> Yeah, because I didn't see hippie on your resume when you applied for this job. <laughs> so, uh, dubious. It seemed like a good idea 21 episodes ago. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> Like I do, I do get where you're coming from. My answer, um, and, my answer was very much a a, a, a smart aleck thing to say, and and honestly, Tim, your answer, I didn't realize there was a term, and it makes sense that yeah, you know, using that it, well, in that way. But that's what that's kind of what we do as people is like because none right. nobody wants to be labeled, and so if there's like three labels, new or old, or two labels, new and old. And now it's like, okay, well, I don't want to be new, so I'm going to call myself modern or, you know, retro or, you know, and it's like, well, I don't want to be old. I'm going to be reclaimed or rust. And, and then, you know, we just keep adding words and adding definitions to things and categorizing and subcategorizing. And, and that's where naturally fell falls into and that kind of this whole world. And that's like, even when we get into like reclaimed, upcycled, repurposed, you know, reused, it's all these just subcategories. And the, it's the, the basic idea is the same any way you look at it is that we're trying to save our friggin' planet. So I don't care how you do it and I don't yeah. care what you call it, but let's just think about what we're using well it, it's it's reducing the footprint and um and yeah that, that is what kind of what reclaimed is all about what upcycling is all about what repurposing is all about uh which brings up our next question which actually um is kind of serious in a way and it's it's something i hadn't really thought of i knew the answer yeah and i knew the answer immediately but i can imagine all the people out there that are wondering we've touched on it a little bit and um, that brings up a, our next uh question which has something to do with the whole you know, labeling of reclaimed and, and what does that actually mean and how good is it? So, Maddie, if you can check out Matthew Chidester's email and read it for us, that would be awesome. I'm working with mainly reclaimed wood collected from a local barn. I'm cleaning the materials and creating S4S boards that I can use as typical lumber. I'm doing more harm than good with the additional power needs to clean and surface the materials with a planer and jointer instead of purchasing S4S lumber. I know that hand tools solve the power issues, but with the amount of board fee I am looking at, power tools seem the most effective way to go. What I found most in, um, interesting about this question is I hadn't really thought about that because there might be people that don't do what we do. And... Um, because immediately my answer was, of course, you reclaiming it is so far beyond better than going to the box store. I mean, there's no comparison, really. But really, that makes a lot of sense. Because if you're spending a lot of time using power tools, electricity to clean this up and try and get it there, plus all the time and energy, where did you go to get it? All of that stuff. It seems like it would be using a lot of energy and leaving a pretty significant footprint. But the answer, again, is just no, not even close. You going out and putting in that effort is, is saving the size of your footprint from a size 13 to a size 2. Mm. I was To add to that, which and, I completely agree with you, Bill, what, um, what I was going to add to it is that it matters where that electricity is and how that electricity is generated. Um, for example, where I live, we use exclusively hydroelectric power. So whether you use that power or not, that dam is is you know that turbine is getting turned and electricity is getting generated so it's not it's not putting any carbon into the air it's not changing anything it's it's a neutral sort of thing well, building dams and changing yeah, courses no, it's changing waterways is not neutral as bill knows <laughs> okay but it's not Sorry. burning anything not releasing any carbon you're you're changing animals lives you're changing an ecosystem but you're not burning anything well and, you're and changing nuclear. animals lives <laughs> I said it, but you're not burning. But you're not burning anything, right? Except for the the, the deserts that you're creating by changing the waterways that then just catch on fire naturally from the sun. But no, it's fine. Well, and and the tractors that had to burn all the diesel (laughs) to actually change those waterways, which caused carbon to go in the air. 
but that's, that's but that's the thing. Uh, that's that's kind of the point. There's always something that's getting used, you know. So we're we're just playing with you, Phil. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you are and you aren't. Um, <laughs> even cleaner than hydroelectric, though, is nuclear. So if you're if you're in the states and you're powered by nuclear, what's cleaner than nuclear? Nothing until uh, the reactor blows up. Absolutely, it's the best ever until the reactor blows up. Yeah, but you know yeah. what? Nuclear has gotten such a bad rap um, ever since you know Three Mile Island. One country disappears. You know. <laughs> yeah, but nuclear reactors don't work that way anymore. No, you're right. You're right. Nuclear is very safe and clean. Yeah. I mean, the the uh, the ex the founder of Greenpeace endorses, you know, uh, nuclear. So I don't know. Anyways, all to say, it matters how that electricity is generated. If you're living in a state where it's nothing but coal, yeah, it's probably not great. Mm. But even to Bill's point, even if it's coal, it's still better than it going to a landfill. So that's my two cents. No, you're you're absolutely you're absolutely right, and I was kind of I was kind of teasing you a little bit because that was sort of my my thought on it though was that and and my response is that we're always consuming energy no matter what way we do it whether we're going to a box store whether we're reclaiming a barn whether we're using a handsaw or whether we're using a power saw because even when we're using the handsaw we're we're burning more calories because we're working harder, which means we need to replace more calories, and more water in our bodies, which means that we need to, you know, grow more crops and which means we need more trucks to move the crops around more tractors, et cetera, et cetera. It just continues to go. And it's, and it's the kind of stuff I think about all the time while I'm working. And, uh, and I find it fascinating to think about it. It is not as black and white as we think it is. And, uh, and I love the fact that, that Matt is, is thinking this way as he's doing it, because that's the kind of thinking we need to do to find practical solutions for these things. Like you say, like, you know, nuclear energy, it's really easy to be like nuclear and you hear that word and you think, oh, well, that's the, that's the enemy. But actually, that's really the best solution we have at this current time, uh, you know, until the solar and the wind catches up. Um, and it's better than water power, you know, and like in my town, we, we burn our trash, which is, uh, you know, has its ups and downs as well. But I, I just, I love, love, love this question that, that there's other people out there thinking deeply about what they're doing and trying to find practical solutions for now using that power saw is absolutely the best solution over trying to do it all with a handsaw. You're just going to kill yourself and you're, you're going to give up, you know? So, yeah, I think to, to break it all down, just quite simply, is you're never going to do more harm by reclaiming than buying from the box store. Just just remember that. Um, that that's kind of the basic true answer, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, unless unless it, it steps on the toes of what Reed said in previous conversations with regard to driving the distance to acquire said materials. But once you have the material, then yeah. yes. Well, go ahead and do whatever yeah. you're going to do. I, I mean, just, just to clarify that, but that was more about is it worth it more to us as makers, right? Like is it going to make sense for me to waste X amount of time and dollars and gas to drive really far away to get something? Or is it going to be easier for me to just go to the box store? Yeah, but that's, that's more on a personal level. But as far as like your footprint and what you're doing to the planet, it's always better to read. That, well, that's part of the, the – for me at least, uh, there's no separation. That's like sort of part of the – the struggle, you know, yeah. like well, burning the gas to drive an hour, even if it's a pain in the butt, is still worse. No, even if you decide you really need yeah. to have this piece of whatever it is, you just no. drive an hour to get it. No, 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 well, no way. I, I, I would say that if, if I look, if I go drive an hour and a half just to get a piece of reclaimed lumber to come back and build on it, I've still caused less damage to the planet than if I go buy that same amount of lumber from the box store. When you look at the big picture. You know, it's it's, it's a really interesting thing to think about if how much lumber versus how many miles you would have to drive. Because I think if you drove and got a truckload, it might be. Well, actually, no, because you're fighting the system too, though, by doing that in some ways, which is... That's, that's, what, I'm, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, I mean, like you said, I think in, in the answers, like when you consider the amount of industry and everything that goes into making that one two by four at home depot i i I don't think i can do that much damage even if it's all i even if i drove to your house to get some (laughs) i mean that's just my my thinking is that overall the industry is so much bigger of a footprint i'm not saying it's good or bad i'm just saying it will always have a bigger footprint than me driving for a couple hours to get something as opposed to going to the store that's local, I, I you know I just I just finished making this desktop for uh, for a customer and um, it's made out of four different species. It's four pieces of wood and all four of them are different species because they were from the same barn that got built in the 1850s, a half an hour down the road from here, and then that barn got torn down recently. And uh, you know I have a bunch of it and stuff. I bought it, 
Um, and it's because that's the way things were done. You cut down the trees that are on the property and then you built a house where those trees were, you know, and, and they didn't care if it was oak or spruce or whatever, you know, you just, you just, it was wood. And, um, and, it, and so you look at the table and because the wood was all from the same property and all like the same age and all in the same building for so long, it just all looks the same now, you know, it all kind of has the same color and stuff. I mean, you could, you know, the wood nerds can tell, I can tell, but, um, but it, once you, once you put it all together and stuff, it, it makes sense. And, uh, that's the way to do things. And that's what I liked about, that's what it sounds like Matt is doing. I mean, it's just, it's, just, it's almost the same thing. Instead of there being a bunch of trees there, those trees have been cut down and turned into this barn, but he's keeping them local. He's keeping them right there. And that is a hundred percent always going to be better. Even if like, I think I wrote jokingly, but almost seriously, like if he built his own coal powered plant just to cut those trees down on that piece of property, it was probably still greener than going to the department store or the, or the box store to, to buy stuff, you know? So keep it up, man. So do you know yeah, how to sure. actually do a coal power plant? I'd be interested. In uh, step one is you get a bunch of coal. Uh, step two is you build a power plant. And step three is you put the coal in it. <laughs> and it's all profit from there. It's all profit now. Okay. <laughs> I think you just need a boiler, and that's and it turns a turbine. But anyways, um, so he knows. Why don't we? Uh, <laughs> you actually <what>? know. <laughs> well, the the building the turbine part is where I need some help, uh, Matthias. Hmm. Yeah, I'll give him a call. Now, I'm, I'm sure. But you know, honestly, Phil, between you and Matthias, there's not much. I don't think you two could f- figure out and mm. build. I got to tell you, he's probably the much, much larger portion of that equation. Hey, someone's got to get him coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, but that was funny. (laughs) Tim, terrible. I I think, Phil, you're cutting yourself short. You're you're a heck of a guy. Yeah. No, indeed. I'm I'm impressed by that whole bandsaw story still. I don't think I would have done that. Seriously, right? I'm sure you would have. Um, what are, what are we watching guys? Let's get into it. Uh, Bill, who are you watching this week? Well, I, I just, okay. First of all, you know, I'm going to do my shout out. So Bill doesn't have to leave a link and this person doesn't need one. Um, but maybe we should leave a link anyway, because turnabout is fair play. I talk about glue and popsicle sticks and you guys always give me a hard time about it. Well, guess what? One of the biggest, most amazing makers on the planet out there in the YouTube world, one of the founding fathers, one of the guys that started the whole thing, along with some other folks, Mr. Steve Ramsey, built a popsicle stick bench. That's right, boys, popsicle stick. Let me say it again, I'll slow. Popsicle stick bench. What, like for, like for, for Barbie dolls? How big is it? Oh no! Oh no! Au contraire, mon frère. <laughs> it, it is. It is a life size that you and I and Phil, all three of us together, could sit in Mr. Ramsey's backyard and have a cup of coffee and toast the beautiful California sunny weather that we're having right now. So um, my <laughs> my shout out would be to Mr. Ramsey. Uh, check out the popsicle stick bench. It's super cool. And if by chance there's still three people that haven't subscribed and, and uh, liked Mr. Ramsey's stuff, do it. It's he's a lot of fun. He's a good guy. I got the honor of meeting him last year at Maker Fair, and um, super cool guy. Uh, but anyway, that being said, who am I wanting to recommend and 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 talk about a local boy to us as far as us small guys, us, us just down in the, the trenches trying to make our way in the YouTube world, Mr. Paul Mayette. That's right. Paul Mayette. <laughs> right? You, you might as well do the same exact sound for Jimmy Duresta thing because Paul is uh, Jimmy's biggest fan, I believe, and he's one of my favorite people. He's a super nice guy. Back in the day, Tim, when I was first trying to reach out to a few YouTubers, um, it was you. It was David Picciuto, and it was Paul Mayette, and uh, he subscribed to my channel way back when, just a handful of people, and he was one of them, and um, we become friends. He just came out with a new video, so we need to check it out. Um, he's kind of like me. We don't put out videos every day like some sway, some people. Um, <laughs> I know. I've made a lot of but, <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, he's, he's a great guy. Let's check him out and, and subscribe to him and, and give him a thumbs up and a like and all that good stuff. He's a nice guy. He's a, a big positive part of our community. So I'm, I'm proud to say check out Paul Mayette. 
Yeah, that that the latest video he did was, um, you know, he made a like a carver's mallet, you know, without a lathe, and uh, it was very inspiring. To I love that, just that pig-headed ingenuity, you know, where he's like, I want to, <laughs> I want to make this, and I don't have anything I need to make it, but I'm gonna make it anyways. Damn it, that's what it felt like when I watched that. I love that. It was great, great job, and I, so much work to get it done. And I just want to say, Paul, if you're listening, I never once said pig-headed. That was Tim Sway, not yeah. Me. Hey, and come get your uh, your your uh, railroad track, man. Come visit. Spring now. Well, it was spring until it snowed today, <laughs> <laughs> or, or yesterday. Yeah, no. So I saw that video and I commented, and it was uh, it was a great little video. And uh, and I actually said that I want to make one, and I probably will. I don't have a lathe, so it was good good uh, instruction. Yeah, the video table saw me. thing was a little scary, but. But he seemed pretty safe about it. Paul, Paul, I think, has been around the block a few yeah. times. He, he knows how to handle himself in the shop. Yeah. We don't need to get all Phil Penske. No. no. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But that portion that he did on the table saw, I'll just do on my bandsaw. I'm watching uh, the Shaving Wood Workshop. Uh, dude's name is Tommy. Super nice guy. Um, and I, I really enjoy his project videos. And the most recent one that I that I watched was um, it, it was this jig so that you can do um, what's it called again? Raised panels. It was a raised panel jig for the table saw, and it was really really cool. And I think I'm going to build one myself. Um, so he he mixes it up where he does like shop updates and project videos, and uh, and I really enjoy Tommy's videos. Just period. Check it out um, and uh, and like and subscribe and all that stuff. Well, I have a I have a whole list of people that I, I need to check out now from going to Atlanta. Uh, I've met so many people, uh, you know, a lot that I, that I kind of knew and some that I didn't know. And, and uh, I have, well, Vance has, I, I was there too. Most people didn't see me. They just saw Vance, but, but Vance has a whole stack of stickers that, of all these new uh, makers, you know, some that channels I haven't checked out yet. Um, uh, but uh, what I wanted to mention today, because I need to kind of just, digest it all i don't even know if i have enough time in my life uh there's so many awesome makers out there uh i wanted to mention two things one was uh luis gonzalez one of our our patreon supporters had tagged me up in a link to a uh video that just kind of came out recently called precious plastic by dave hakens if i'm pronouncing that right uh it was just published like a week ago and it's um kind of like what i had done with uh upcycling plastic but like times one million <laughs> he's got a system set up uh you know to to sort of like help people like facilitate the the process of of upcycling hdpe and other plastics in your neighborhood and creating a little mini plastic factory in your your house and um i haven't fully checked it all yet i watched this three minute video but i need to go to the website and see you know what he's got going on but it's it's a, it looks exciting and amazing they're making some awesome stuff out of stuff that's getting washed up on beaches and we're all all about that uh and i also wanted to mention because he he only puts out videos every couple months or so kind of like you and paul but my buddy in in australia scott turner um is another small channel uh and he has this he's i guess it's like really hot there like 11 and a half months of the year or something. And he has this little sweaty shop. He's always complaining about how hot it is, but he just recently made a, um, a little monitorizer for his desk. And it's in the shape of like a section of, of airplane wing. And he made it out of just some, some kind of reclaimed steel. Uh, and I guess he works in aviation. So he knows a little bit about, uh, planes and stuff, which I thought was cool. And it was just like a really, uh, like he, he puts these videos out. He's primarily metalworking and they're always cool. I always learn something. Um, and they're they're very interesting, and I I think that he should have a lot more people watching his videos. So Scott Turner, and his most recent video is a uh, desk monitor airplane inspired. Awesome, very cool. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to point out though, real quick, Tim. I, I know you met a lot of amazing makers. Um, uh, for you guys listening out there, Tim mentioned to us that he met um, you know Izzy for the first time and Jimmy for the second or third time now. Um, but he's actually going to subscribe to their channel. So we just want to say thank you, Tim, for supporting a few of our friends. Um, that's all. That's all. He's finally going to start watching. Yeah. I heard they made a couple. I might check them out. Yeah. They, they, they need your support guys. Come on. (laughs) All right, Phil. Oh, you already did yours. Yeah. I mixed up the order a little bit this week. Sorry about that. I, I was just reading my script. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Anyways, we like to get away from formulas on this show. Speak, speaking of getting away from formulas, I would like to um, I would like to throw this out there. Um, anybody that's listening this week, thank you, and make sure you're listening next week. And I don't want to make something out of this. <laughs> but I'm just gonna say, we're we're gonna have we're gonna have a special guest host next week. Maybe maybe Phil and Tim wanna make something out of this. Yeah. <laughs> you, and, and a woodworker, I believe, yes. But I <laughs> I'm just saying, you guys, uh, tune in next week because um a, a very cool special friend of mine um is is gonna join the show. See, when I'm not here, the boys can only manage to get that Jeremy or Johnny Duresta guy to come in. But when I come on the when I come on the scene, I, I bring out the big guns, and that's right, Mr. David Pachuto. Did you hear me the first time? David Pachuto is our special guest host next week. Y'all need to tune in. I can now drop the mic. How embarrassing would it be if he couldn't make it for some reason? Well, actually, I haven't asked him yet if he'll be on the show. <laughs> I'm hoping <laughs> oh man, talk about extortion. So, um, wish, wish me luck, guys. My my job next week depends on it. So, yeah. and and I, I had to, to be like Bill. I had one other thing to add too. Was that uh, Randy, David, Matt, and Brian? Uh, please uh, send us your addresses uh, right to the same email address info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com because uh, we made for the woodworking show I just went to. We we made some reclaimed audio podcast stickers. And I was handing them out, and I have some left over. So we're going to start mailing them out to people like you that actually talk to us, <laughs> so we can buy your friendship. So, uh, so please send us. Uh, thank you very much for helping facilitate this episode, and send us your addresses so we can send you uh, some stickers. Uh, you know that'd be kind of a fun thing to do. I think uh, let's get some more interaction with with you guys out there, and um, I think we should try and do a little something, something to thank you now and again when we can to to. Just say thanks for interacting with us. The three of us get lonely here at Reclaimed Audio Studios. And um, we know we've got at least three or four people that listen to the show, but I think we're you know, the Yeah, their names now. are Randy, so. David, Matt, and Brian. <laughs> David, Matthew, and Brian. Yeah. So. <laughs> Too funny. Okay. Uh, before these jokers continue on any longer, we got to wrap this up. So our channels um, on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at Phil Pinsky. On YouTube, I'm Jake and Emmy's dad. I'm happy to announce that I, I, I hit and exceeded the 2,000 subscriber mark. So yeah, yay, baby. For yay for me. Uh, Tim, you want to plug your stuff? No. Okay. Bill, you want to plug your stuff? Not really. Uh, iTunes guys get on iTunes leave us a review believe it or not we read them um, I just got this new plugin for WordPress for the website so I'm actually now starting to see these uh, these reviews and uh, if you leave things in the reviews we will read them so really really appreciate that and it also helps to get more people listening to our podcast and again we appreciate that patreon.com slash reclaimed audio this is super important guys we really really need your support and we'd appreciate anything that you could help us out with um, and and that's all I got Great. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good week. Whoa, whoa. Be good. Bye, everybody. <laughs>